Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom. This is Johanna. I'll be your reader today. Today is Tuesday, the 20th of February, and on the Hebrew calendar, the 11th of Adar 1. And this week, our parasha, that's our portion from the Torah, is called Tetzaveh which means you shall command. And these names of the Torah portions, I've not, I don't think I've mentioned it on here, but they are named by a phrase or a word that comes just at the beginning of the portion. So that's where those names come from. And we're going to start in Exodus 28, 31 through 43 today. But first, we'll take a minute to bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Now Exodus twenty-eight thirty-one. You are to make the robe of the ephod entirely of blue. It is to have a hole for the head in the center and a binding of woven work around the hole as a collar so that it may not be torn. On the hem of it, you are to make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet all around the hem with golden bells between them, one golden bell and a pomegranate, then another golden bell and a pomegranate on the hem of the robe all around. It must be worn by Aharon whenever he ministers. The sound will be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he does not die. Also, you are to make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it like the engraving of a seal, holy to the Lord. Attach it with a violet cord onto the turban, onto the front of the turban, so it will rest on Aaron's forehead, so that Aaron will bear away the iniquity committed regarding the holy things, which Bnei Israel set apart as all their holy gifts. It is to be always on his forehead, so that they may have favor before the Lord. You are to weave the tunic in checkered work of fine linen, make a turban of fine linen, and make a sash, the work of a color weaver. For Aaron's sons, you are to make tunics, sashes, and headwear for them, for splendor and for beauty, 
Put them on Aaron your brother, and on his sons with him. And anoint them, consecrate them, and sanctify them, so that they may minister to me as Kohanim. You are to make linen undergarments for them, to cover the skin of their nakedness, from their hips to the thighs. They are to be worn by Aharon and his sons when they go into the tent of meeting, or when they approach the altar to minister in the holy place, so that they do not become subject to guilt and die. It is to be a statute forever to him and to his offspring after him. That was Exodus 28, verse 31 through 43. Today, our portion from the prophets is 2 Kings chapter 5. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man in his master's sight and highly esteemed, because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. Though the man was a mighty man of valor, he had tzarat. Aram had gone out in bands and had taken captive a young girl from the land of Israel. So she served Naaman's wife. Then she said to her mistress, If only my lord went before the prophet who is in Samaria, then he would cure him from his tzarat. So Naaman went in and told his master, saying, Thus and thus spoke the girl who is from the land of Israel. The king of Aram said, Go now, and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of clothing. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, When this letter comes to you, behold, I have sent my servant Naaman to you, so that you may cure him of his tzarat. Now, when the king of Israel read the letter, he ripped his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive, that this man is sending to me to cure a man of his tzarat? But please consider and see how he is seeking a pretext against me. Now, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, he sent word to the king, saying, Why have you rent your clothes? Please, let him come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the doorway of the house of Elisha. So Elisha sent him a messenger, saying, Go and wash in the Yarden seven times, and your flesh will be restored, and you will be clean. But Naaman was angered and walked away, saying, I thought he would surely come out to me, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the spot and cure the Tzarat. Aren't Amana and Parpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. But his servants approached him and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more then, when he told you only to wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Yarden, according to the word of the man of God. 
Then his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. When he returned with his entire retinue to the man of God, and came and stood before him, he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now please accept a present from your servant. But Elisha said, As the Lord before whom I stand lives, I will accept nothing. Now Amman pressed him to accept, but Elisha refused. So Naaman said, If not, then please let your servant be given two mule loads of soil, for your servant will no longer offer burnt offering or sacrifice to any other god except the Lord. In this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant when my master goes into the house of Rimon to worship there, leaning on my hand, and I prostrate myself in the house of Rimon, when I prostrate myself in the house of Rimon, may the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. Elisha said to him, Go in peace. So Naaman departed from him some distance. But Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, thought, Behold, my master held back from accepting what this Naaman the Aramean brought. As the Lord lives, I will surely run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi pursued Naaman. Now when Naaman saw something, someone running after him, he got down from his chariot to meet him and asked, Is everything all right? It's all right, he replied. My master sent me, saying, Behold, two young men of the sons of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothes. Naaman said, Please take two talents. He even urged him and packed two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothes and gave them to two of his servants, and they carried them ahead of him. Now when he arrived at the fortified hill, he took them from their hand and deposited them in the house and let the men go, so they departed. When he entered and stood before his master, Elisha asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? So he replied, Your servant has gone nowhere. Then Elisha said to him, Didn't my heart go when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Is it a time to accept money and to accept clothes or olive groves and vineyards or sheep and oxen or male and female servants? Therefore, the Tzarat of Naaman will cling to you and to your offspring forever. Then he went out from his presence with Tzarat as white as snow. That was Second Kings chapter 5. Our portion today from the writings is Psalm 119, verse 1 through 24. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the Torah of the Lord. Happy are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with a whole heart, who also do know injustice, but walk in his ways. You have commanded that your precepts be kept diligently. 
Oh, that my ways were steadfast to observe your decrees. Then I would not be ashamed when I consider all your mitzvot. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous judgments. I will observe your statutes. Never abandon me utterly. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Let me not stray from your mitzvot. I have treasured your word in my heart, so I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I rehearse all the rulings of your mouth. I rejoice in the way of your testimonies above all wealth. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I will delight in your decrees. I will never forget your word. Do good to your servant, that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes, so I may behold the wonders from your Torah. I am a temporary dweller on earth. Do not hide your mitzvot from me. My soul is crushed with longing for your judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud who are cursed, who wander from your mitzvot. Take scorn and contempt away from me, for I have kept your testimonies. Though princes sit and talk against me, your servant meditates on your decrees. For your testimonies are my delight. They are also my counselors. That was Psalm 119, verse 1 through 24. Our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Yohanan, or John 11, verses 1 through 27. Now, a man named Elazar, or Lazarus, was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Miriam and her sister Malta. This was the same Miriam who anointed the master with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. It was her brother, Elazar, who was sick. So the sister sent a word to Yeshua, saying, Master, the one you love is sick. When Yeshua heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. It is for God's glory, so that Ben Elohim may be glorified through it. Now Yeshua loved Martha and her sister El and Elazar. However, when he heard that Elazar was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go up to Judea again. Rabbi, the disciples say to him, just now the Judean leaders were trying to stone you, and you're going back there again? Yeshua answered, Aren't there twelve hours in the day? If a man walks in the day, he doesn't stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if a man should walk around at night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After he said this, he tells them, Our friend Elazar has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. So the disciples said to him, Master, if he has fallen asleep, he will get better. Now Yeshua had spoken about his death, but they thought he was talking about ordinary sleep. 
Then Yeshua told them clearly, Elazar is dead. I'm glad for your sake I wasn't there, so that you may believe. Anyway, let's go to him. Then Toma, called a twin, said to the other disciples, Let's go too, so that we may die with him. So when Yeshua arrived, he discovered that Elazar had been in the tomb already for four days. Bethany was less than two miles from Yerushalayim, and many of the Judeans had come to Marta and Miriam to console them about their brother. When Marta heard that Yeshua was coming, she went out to meet him, but Miriam sat in the house. Marta said to Yeshua, Master, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But I know even now that whatever you may ask of God, he will give you. Yeshua said to her, Your brother will rise again. Marta said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Yeshua said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even if he dies, shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, Ben Elohim, who has come into the world. That was John 11, 1 through 27. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you'll read Philemon, the, the whole book or letter, today also. And that is it for today. I pray this scripture has encouraged your heart and spoken to you where you needed it today. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom to you all from Israel. Until next time. Thank you.